Hello and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club episode 51. My name is Mark Champlin and today is the one year anniversary of the show. Why don't you tell me a little bit about that, Alex? How's it going, girls and gays? I, um... Yeah, I don't know. It's we we kind of did a, a lot of you know retrospective sappy talk uh, on last week's episode, it being the fiftieth episode. So I'm not gonna ramble about it for too long. But yeah, man, holy fuck! I can't believe we've been doing this for a year. I can't believe that I have been subjecting myself to this for this long. It's it's really like an absurd thing to be doing to myself. <laughs> um, so last so last night I um I went I went to like a like a like a lesbian makeout party. You know, like oh yeah, like like an Elm Hop. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of those. There, there was spin the bottle involved. I had a lot to drink. I kissed like ten different people and got really drunk. Uh, And then I had to wake up at six in the morning for work. Uh, And while I was working, I had to watch the Adventures of Super Mario Bros. Three in a sort of like blase hangover haze, while also occasionally answering people's stupid questions about video games. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I don't think my brain works no more. <laughs> I, I, I'm just wondering how this keeps happening to you where I feel like, well, it happens to me too. I feel like my, my latest nights, uh, are always the, the next morning is me watching some sort of cartoon for this show that, that just makes me disassociate immediately. Yeah, there's something about these there's something about these like 80s and 90s cartoons based on video games that just causes like a sort of like very strong feeling of ennui as you're like catatonic <laughs> on your couch watching them just kind of like watching the colored images just kind of flash by your eyes and not even really truly processing anything yep. that's happening. It's awful. What did we watch this week, Mark? <laughs> Uh, so we watched The Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3, oh, boy. which is not a sequel to The Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 2. <laughs> uh, it's because the show is based on the game Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, it is an American-produced television series produced by Deke, which makes all of the, the bad cartoons from the 80s, <laughs> yeah, almost. pretty much. <laughs> All, uh, all of the ones that are featured on this podcast, at least. Deke, so far. Deke has, like, a strong friend of the show record. They've probably appeared yeah. on the podcast more than any one individual actor or director. This is very true. Um, So it ran for 26 episodes during uh, 1990. I guess it's not an 80s cartoon. <laughs> Um, it was a yeah, it was a short run. I guess they just they 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 made it. They didn't they believe in it, it and, <laughs> and they 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 really they really they really shoved it out the door. <laughs> um, it is the second animated series to be based on the Mario game. Um, I guess we'll we'll talk a little bit about this show compared to the other one, which we have also covered. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I'll say right off the bat is there's no sick rap song. Nope. Um, and I will just say in general, not as much care was put into this show as the other show, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because we'll, <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get to we'll it. We'll get to the, the, the production quality. <laughs> yeah. Uh, loosely based on the video game, Super Mario Brothers three, which it, it, at first I was like, Oh, it's pretty much exactly the same. And then I was like, Oh, it's it. No, no. Yeah. There's this a, is not in the video game. There's a surprising amount of elements from Mario Three in this. I would say, like they 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 put the raccoon tails on and fly around, and it makes the noise. You know, the Mushroom King gets turned into a dog at one point, which you know <laughs> that happened in Mario Three. So 
they, they got a couple things going. The Koopalings are present. Like, you know, they're 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 capturing the zeitgeist. The, the the mushroom king gets turned into a dog in the actual game. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a real thing that happens in Mario Three. Oh, well, yeah, that's a that's a cool game then. Yeah, yeah, it's a great game. Um, so uh, you know, I often find myself saying this, but. Normally, this is the point in the episode where I would detail the, the plot or, you know, for a TV show, I might detail the premise, the sort of basic setup of the show. Um, unfortunately, that's going to be really difficult this week because the show does not have a premise. Um, and it also just does, is not interested in explaining to you who Mario is. Or, or who Luigi is, or why they're in the Mushroom Kingdom, or what's going on. Like, the show just starts in the first episode, and they already live in the Mushroom Kingdom, and we get... See, in the Super Mario Super Show, a much better television program, there is an in, in, informational rap at the beginning of the show that explains to you how the Mario Brothers are plumbers, and then they got sucked down a pipe, and then they go to the Mushroom Kingdom. The Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3 is not interested in providing that information for you. Uh, and it just kind of assumes that you already know what's going on, which is strange because it's impossible to tell what is going on in this show. <laughs> uh, the entire premise of the show is Bowser is a bad guy and he wants to do bad stuff and then Mario and the other one are going to stop him. And, that, and that's the whole show. And, and also, the, but it, the difference between this one and Mario Super Show is also... You know, this one doesn't have the live action segments. This one doesn't have the rap music, but it does include the Koopalings. Uh, and they all have terrible names in this. They don't have the names from the games. They have names like Big Mouth and Cootie Poo. Uh, and and I hate all of them. Yeah, th this this show is, is Bowser's shitty fucking children <laughs> screaming at him to wake up and be an effective military leader uh, while he naps. Yeah. And then them deciding to take it upon themselves to cause mayhem and be the most annoyingly voiced antagonists of all time. It's real awful. They call him King Dad in a way Which that... <laughs> I, I would like to point out King Dad is a really good name for a folk punk band, and I'm stealing it. <laughs> really bad name to call your father, though, I think. <laughs> I found that to be a deeply uncomfortable conceit of the show. I, I really feel like you should just go for one or the other. If, you're, <laughs> if your dad is a king, you can say, like, my king, or you can say, like, dad... <laughs> Uh, depending on the con, depending on present company, but King King Dad is just not the jam yeah. in any situation. It sounds awkward and makes me really uncomfortable. Okay, listen up. <laughs> we watched three episodes, as is per usual here on this program. Uh, we watched the first episode of the show, which is called "Sneaky Lying Cheating Giant Ninja Koopas." Uh, and that's the one where they don't go anywhere and nothing happens for like the full 10 minutes and you start watching it and already your brain is kind of starting to feel like mashed potatoes, but you're like, you're still, you're still kind of processing things at this point. You're the, the images are appearing on the screen and while you're baffled, you understand them. You, you seem to understand what's going on. Uh, and then you watch episode 16, Cootie Pie Rocks, which is the one where Peach goes to a Millie Vanilli concert, and then Bowser kidnaps Millie Vanilli. You know, the, 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 pop, the pop group? We've got two options right here on this podcast. Mm -hmm. We could pause here. <laughs> we could really... 
go into depth about the lore that is established about the world of Mario Brothers 3. Uh, or you, we could go on and and go back to this and let even more huge questions be asked uh, when we describe this third episode. Yeah. Let's just finish these episode descriptions <laughs> and then we'll we'll focus in. Yeah, I would like to kind of just like continue building up the strange facts about the adventures of Super Mario Bros. 3, like a terrifying house of cards, and then kind of have them all collapse at once. As like I a just... Jenga tower. Yeah. Um, and then we watched episode 23, True Colors, and that's the one where the Koopas commit a series of false flag <laughs> operations to in- introduce racism to the Mushroom Kingdom community. So, you know, that's, much, that's all pretty straightforward. <laughs> much like the Spanish-American War. <laughs> I, so... <laughs> so, this, so this television program, the second episode that we watched... Peach, uh, we we zoom in. I'm just going to describe the first scene because the first scene is really the it it really so <laughs> so Mario and Luigi are getting dressed in tuxedos and yeah. Toad is like, "Hey, we're going to a concert. You got to dress nice." And then you see uh, Peach, you know, slide down yeah. the, the the banister she, in a Millie Vanilli sweatshirt. She comes out in like her best like lazy Sunday dyke look. Like, yeah, oh, big time. She's wearing, like, a loose-fitting sweater and, like, torn jeans, and it says Millie Vanilli on it. She, she, she's wearing, like, an actual, like, 2019 vibe check. Yeah. Like, dead ass. And, 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 and they go to a Millie Vanilli concert. Bowser kidnaps Millie Vanilli so that they can play private concerts for his, his daughter, who is called Cootie Poo, instead of... Wendy Okupa in this, uh, and then and then they get tr- the Milli Vanilli gets turned into accountants by a magic wand at some point, and then it has a wand. Not only is there a wand that turns people giant and also into ninjas yeah, at the same time, mm-hmm. he he also has a wand that turns people into accountants. Yeah, and then the the resolution of the episode is that the Mario brothers and friends have to become the backing band for Millie Vanilli for reasons that I've already forgotten, uh, and that involves all of them wearing like dreadlock wigs. Um, which sucks super bad. Now there's a couple things that I want to I want to I want to clear up here. So the original Mario Super Show also had a lot of guest appearances. You know, it had like weird celebrity guests and fucking Sergeant Slaughter showing up and then Mikhail Gorbachev was in it. Okay, so like that that was established as a thing that we know that Mario shows are capable of, stupid and bizarre out of place cameos. So like, you know, on its face, finding out that there's a Milli Vanilli episode is not that shocking to the core of your system. It's merely like a, oh, what the fuck? And then you're like, yeah, no, okay, that aligns with what I understand about the universe. But then you find mm-hmm. out that th- th- this is the only episode of the adventures of Super Mario Bros. 3 where there is a guest appearance. They're played by Milli Vanilli in the episode... Uh, and it also, uh, was released, like, two weeks before it was revealed that everybody in Millie Vanilli was a fraud and they were (laughs) lip-syncing. Um, I don't know if I have what one might call an opinion about any of this. I just felt it was necessary to lay out the facts so you have an understanding of what kind of TV show we're dealing with here. I think that... (laughs) 
when it comes to the lore, <laughs> this is really significant. Yes. Because people... Do you remember a couple of years ago when the trailer for Super Mario Odyssey dropped? Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, that's so fucking weird. It looks like Mario's in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you play the game and it turns out that he's actually in a place called Metro Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Which is in the Mario world... Uh, ostensibly, but it just looks like real-world New York City. Um, this takes place in the real world, and they call it the real world. Yeah, it is referred and to as the real world by they every say, character. Uh, yeah, and then, like, Cootie Pie's, like, jealous. I want to go to a real-world concert. It was at this point when I did truly disassociate completely. Yeah, the metaphysics and... of the Mario universe are really called into question by a lot of the storytelling decisions in the adventures of Super Mario Bros. 3. Yeah, I... I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if this... I don't know if this means that this needs to be canon or this needs to be stricken from the canon. <laughs> I can't decide. Um, either way, I'm horrified. Um, yeah. So <laughs> let's let's move on to episode twenty three. Well, let's let's before we get to that, let's. Let, I, I do want to kind of talk about like very briefly. This is really like one of the most low quality productions we have watched for this <laughs> podcast. It's really astonishing. Honestly. It is, it's terrible. It's incredibly poorly made. Like, it, it, it is the impression of, like, the type of thing that was thrown together in a week on $50 at a dream. Like, it's... There, there is a moment in the first episode where there is a shot where Luigi is wearing red. And it's... And then, and then it cuts back to him, like, a few shots later and he's wearing green again. Literally the only... Like, okay, look, God, like, even, like... Like, people who know absolutely nothing about video games know that Mario is red and that Luigi is green. I don't understand how something like that could have, like, gotten all the way through production unless these people were, like, crunching to get this shit done by, like, Friday at 3 o'clock. It, it's rough, man. Like, there, there are parts where sound effects don't play. The, the Whatever a character dances or anything, it's like a two-frame anime. Like, this is a this is a shoddy production, this thing. Yeah, they, they only had the license to one Milli Vanilli song and only the first 20 <laughs> seconds of it. Yeah. None, none, not including any parts where they actually sing. Which is really weird because they could have had like an actual live performance because they had the oh no wait no they didn't because it was lip synced <laughs> fuck that you know what it's all there coming you go <laughs> yeah that would all make sense <laughs> oh uh, man but yeah they they do have like no sound effect when they're like tra- when they transform them into accountants he like s- like zaps them with a magic wand and, and there's ju- they just go oh and then it just. <laughs> transforms them and then they say oh no we're nerds and that was the there was no like magic sound effect i don't know it's a bad it's it's a bad show the 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 donkey kong country cartoon is a more quality production than this in every possible way it's like overwhelming too especially for my like incredibly addled hangover brain everyone is shouting 
constantly in this show and they all sound like they have just like tons of phlegm in the back of their throat like they all just like hard pounded a mike's hard lemonade before they started doing (laughs) the recording and like mario still has that like really awful italian accent and he it feels like he's like exaggerating it like even more in this one it's really something special it's, it's it's that is that is one way to describe it. Yeah, you so, want you want to talk about the racism episode? <laughs> um, so so just like the episode before, um, in an act of violating Mushroom Kingdom airspace, uh, they they get onto their airship and commit crimes high above the Mushroom Kingdom. This time it's um. It's releasing several thousand, presumably, gallons of of body paints uh, of different colors onto yeah. the Mushroom Kingdom, uh, indiscriminately dyeing every mushroom person either all blue or all red. And this is done in order to sow seeds of of contempt for one another. Um, the Koopas apparently know that racism exists, yeah. and they're pretty upset that the... Uh, at the sense of unity that the mushrooms all have. So they're looking to cause dissension. Yeah. Like what? So, okay. So earlier I described this as the episode where they commit a series of false flag attacks to stir up racial tensions. So yeah, like there is a group of people who is, who are red and there are a group of people who are blue. So the Koopalings disguise themselves as mushroom people and go into the village where the mushroom people are and commit crimes as either red or blue people in order to encourage more of that that racial animosity. And then it even gets to the point where Mario and Luigi, who are painted, you know, red and blue, uh, they're, they're, they start fighting each other because they're different colors. Uh, and then they eventually stop fighting each other when they find out that the Koopas were responsible for the paint, which doesn't make any fucking sense to me at all, because if they have the capacity to understand that they're, that they're being painted and that... And that the that the racial tension is entire is entirely fabricated. Then why would they be fighting each other in the first place? Listen to me. I've got a lot of friends who are red, and I've got a lot of friends who are blue. I don't care if you're but... red or blue or black or white or purple. Let, let me tell you one thing: when those towers came down, it didn't matter if you were red or blue. <laughs> we were united. We were united that beautiful day. Against the, the Koopa menace, dude. Like the way this episode wraps up is like is like you know they all discovered that they they were they they weren't so different after all. And Mario says something along the lines of, "It's not about what color you are; it's about who you are on the inside." And then mm-hmm. Luigi says, "Haha, you think they'll ever learn that lesson in the real world?" And then Mario looks directly into the camera and says. Haha, ha, yeah, when humans get as smart as mushrooms, and that's the end of the episode. Um, and so I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a philosophical question to posit to you, Mark. What is this episode trying to say about race politics? Um, so I, I was actually, I was anticipating this question. I was, I was already dreaming up an answer. Let me tell you why this, this metaphor doesn't work for a couple different reasons. You know what? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Break it down. This deserves it. Well, Why not? It's it's mostly one reason. So, well, so so to answer your question, what this is trying to say about race 
politics and identity oh, is fuck, that man. is <laughs> I hate my fucking life. Um, is that you know both sides uh, can can get along, and we should really forget about the differences. And uh, and it's really up to both sides to come together with an equal attitude of understanding and love and peace. And uh, in the real world, as they so lovingly refer to <laughs> our universe as, um, it's not really how things work, nor is it the way that things should work. Because in the Mario universe, the Blues did not commit atrocities against the Reds um, for generations and gen- for thousands of generations. Um, in the real world, that's kind of what's happened. And it's a very, it's a very fucking liberal you know idea that we should all come together and it's a it's a post-racism world and i really did don't want to fucking hear about it from (laughs) these fucking mario assholes yeah like in 1990 the scene at the end is so patronizing and offensive like it's like it's like man if only the people in the real world could be as smart as mario and luigi are which by extension is basically man if only people in the real world could be as smart as us enlightened liberals that are making this show and know how to beat racism by being the most nicest if only if only uh non-white people would shut the fuck up and forgive us (laughs) yeah god because like Come on, you guys can all vote now. There's not a single one of you guys that can't vote. It got, it, Honestly, there was an amendment fine. to the Constitution that says everyone is equal, so racism guys, is over. Civil rights was so long ago; it was like <laughs> over 20 years ago. Oh man, all of this is Come gonna get on. all of this is gonna get taken out of context, and we're both gonna get canceled. Oh yeah, no, there's 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 some good sound bits in there. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 me, there's me saying that. It doesn't matter if you're red and blue. Let's all unite against the common enemy when those towers fall. God, you know, I I feel like I've already exhausted all of my energy on this. Do you have any other thoughts on the Avengers of Super Mario Bros. 3 before we move on? I really don't, but I have the greatest segue of all time. So please ask me what show we're watching. What are we watching next week, Mark? Well, speaking of red versus blue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I did not plan this. I swear. Um, we're watching Red versus Blue. Um, oh man! Which which is an American comic science fiction web television series. The word machinima was not in there for some reason. Yeah, I don't um, know. Created by created by Bernie Burns with his production company. You you know him. You love him. They, they yell at video games. They play Grand Theft Auto sometimes. Uh, Rooster Teeth. Um, so. So let's just get this out of the way real quick. Um, we're watching old Red versus Blue. Mm-hmm. We're not watching any of that shit where they made it into like a real thing. No, nope. <laughs> we're not nope. watching any of the things where they like hired up a team of legitimately talented graphical artists and CGI d- d- makers of movies. We're watching the fucking Halo One, c- comma c- colon Combat Evolved. <laughs> where they yeah. go to blood, where they go to blood gulch, and they they look up and down very quickly to make it look like their heads bobbing. We are we are watching, <laughs> plugging a dazzle into your fucking CRT and recording yes. an original Xbox ass, uploading to YouTube with some USB microphones recorded over it. Ass red versus blue. Uh, 
I don't actually have a lot of experience with Red versus Blue. It's one of those things that a lot of my friends watched and told me that I should watch, and then there were 4,000 episodes of it, and I told them I wasn't interested in that. <laughs> yep. Um, but it's a real it's a real Naruto ass show. Everyone's seen it except for <laughs> except for like you, the, the royal you listening to this who hasn't seen Naruto, but also literally Alex who hasn't seen Naruto. Yeah, that's true. And everyone's um, telling you to watch it, but you're never gonna fucking watch that. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna see how this Machinima from 2003 holds up here in the made year. by made by a bunch of cis men who played Halo. Oh boy, uh, this is gonna be bad, from, isn't from, it? From Texas, I bet there's a lot of slurs in it. <laughs> I bet they just drop homophobic slurs in it like all the time. I'm fully expecting that. Well. If there's one thing I know about internet humor by men from the two from the early two thousands, it's that it's that if they still have a career today, they have gotten on Twitter in the last three years and <laughs> apologized for it. But not taking the videos down because they still make ad revenue. I just want to um, tell everyone that I am not homophobic. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> yeah. Those videos are still there because it's a part of my history. <laughs> and also, Google pays me $47 for each one of those videos every month. So those first hundred are still there. Where can people find the <laughs> podcast on the internet, Mark? Um, you sh- can, uh, nay, you should follow <laughs> us at Cartridge Cinema on the Twitter. Um, you can join us in the Discord. It's linked in the pinned post on the Twitter, you can listen to us on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud and whatever podcast app just makes you the happiest. <laughs> uh, you can rate us if you'd like. Leave us a nice comment. I read them. Uh, sometimes I don't read them until it's been eight weeks since they were commented, but I do read them. It's true. Uh, the music is by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. Um, you know... Lesbian makeup parties sound fun. I uh, would, would love to be invited to one someday. Just kidding. <laughs> For me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I had a good time last night. <laughs> that sounds chill. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> Extremely. Oh, man. There's not a good way for me as a cis man to say, as just, just a man in general to say, I love lesbians without mm-hmm. it like coming off as like as weird, I'm yeah. ho- as horny posting. Yeah, but it's it's truly it's not. True. Lesbians are great. <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna stop recording now. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> about my personal life. Me too. Me too.